Welcome to our Living in the Garden podcast. We cannot even begin to express how grateful we are that you are here with us today as we share in our friendship with you and one another. You're here with Allie, Haley, and Taylor, and we are overjoyed to walk through this living garden hand in hand with you. Join us each week as we chat about authentic friendship, our struggle buses, accompaniment, and all of the happies and crappies in between. Without further ado, grab a cup of coffee or a rice cake, cuddle up in your comfy, and let the fun begin. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to our Living in the Garden podcast. We are so, so happy to have you with us today, uh, and we're really excited to jump into the conversation about testimonies, uh, and you'll get to hear ours as well. So stay tuned throughout this. We'll go through some practicals and the how-tos and the whys. Uh, so hang on. <laughs> um, but before we go into that, let's start with our rose and our thorns for the week. Uh, Haley, do you want to jump right into it? Yes. So my rose of the week was I made a really good chicken stir fry on Monday and I cook once a week and that's Mondays and I eat it the entire week and it was really good to know that I was going to be eating well this week because sometimes (laughs) I'll be eating salmon every day and really disliking it so it worked out pretty well that I liked it this week. (laughs) I remember the salmon week. (laughs) It was a rough week. (laughs) Crazy how much that impacts my mood as well. (laughs) Allie suffered along with me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Just kidding. And then my thorn of this week was the amount of Instagram tutorials I have watched in one day trying to figure out a couple things. <laughs> Taylor's rolling her eyes. She sent me one of the tutorials, which was very helpful. One of these days, I'm having a seminar with you and we are just learning all the things because this doesn't need to be a problem in your life. It's it's doable. I know that much. We have a seminar too, Taylor. Yes. Please join me tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Let's do this. Focus, this could be like one of your events. <laughs> no, no one will join besides you. We will zoom in, Taylor. Okay, okay, I'll do it for you. Tech Tuesdays with Taylor. <laughs> Disclaimer, I'm not techie. I just use Instagram and that's literally it. <laughs> that that on resume proficient at instagram <laughs> ellie might be bilingual but i can use instagram so watch out world oh man <laughs> okay taylor what is your rose and thorn of this week yes so my rose this week is that i had some just good quality time with my roommates earlier this week we got to go hiking around and just spend some good time together which we haven't really done like a big roomy adventure um, yet. So that was just a fun time and I definitely enjoyed it. Um, Yeah, my thorn I think is that we just, um, all of us, we finished up our last Bible study. It honestly kind of hurt my heart because we have been in this Bible study since freshman year. So it's been a long time coming. It's really just, yeah, been such a big part of my life and like part of my identity almost, which sounds kind of weird. But uh, it really just has helped me grow in my faith so much. So it's cool, like, looking at the full circle, how much I've grown since starting this. But it's also very bittersweet that it's officially over. I agree. I don't mm-hmm. think I processed my emotions yet. But had I known that was our last one, I probably would have worn my shirt. Oh, my gosh. I would have worn <laughs> my shirt, We should have worn too. our shirts. <gasps> no. We need a reunion already, okay? And we can do a photo shoot. 
<laughs> oh my gosh, we do need your Oh, we could do like the babes in 10 years and all in our shirts oh with pregnant gosh. bellies. That would be hilarious. Okay, you know how people do like class reunions? I'd be way more down for a Bible study reunion. Also, Taylor, I was looking through some stuff and I found one of your newsletters that you used to make for our Bible oh study and I just about cried. I forgot about those actually. Wow. That is very telling into my future, I think. Yes. Wow. That's so funny. I didn't even know. And now you're going to be, oh, that's so cool. Wow. Talk about full circles. The Lord just like knew. Isn't that crazy? That's wild. Wow. Okay, done being sad for a little bit. Uh, my thorn for the week is that I felt a little stir crazy on Monday. I <laughs> I was doing, I was watching this, um, it's like a professional development thing, but it was all on Zoom. And I realized that I can like be on Zoom for certain things, but for some reason I just was like literally going insane. And so I organized every corner of my room that I could while I was in this Zoom thing, which was like kind of nice because I organized a lot, but I felt like I was going a little wild, if that makes sense. Like a little hamster stuck in his cage. <laughs> That's what I felt like. I was like, I would go on the wheel about 20 times and then I would try to go and eat all my things. <laughs> I, was like, I was literally like eating a beef stick at one point and I'm like, Allie, what does your life come to? <laughs> That is a mood, eating a beef stick while frantic. <laughs> like my little pellets. Um, anyway, hopefully you like the hamster analogy. Oh, like I made you guys uncomfortable too no, often. Allie came into the apartment last night after Bible study. She was, Haley, how are you feeling? Medium, well, well, well done or rare. <laughs> like, comparing everything to a meat. Hey. And how did you answer is my question. I think I just said very well. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> no. <laughs> I hope you were doing very well. That's wonderful. Oh, man. Okay, continuing. My rose for the week, though, is that, so I um, co-teach a confirmation class, and um, last week we did a lesson on Mary in the rosary, and <laughs> I have this boy in my class who, for since September, has been telling me each week that he's only there because his mother makes him go, and I love that boy for continuing to come every week, but this week he had a God moment for the literal first time this whole time, and his God moment is that he has been praying the rosary every single day since class, and I'm like, it was like a high beyond highs because I just, I couldn't even handle the moment. I wanted to like, I'm going to need a moment. <laughs> I need to go like scream in the hallway or something. But just the reality of how Mama Mary like loves us all, but also just in a particular way, her sons um, and how she like calls them in and is like such a mother to them. And so it just filled me up because yeah, this boy has not been really enjoying this class at all, but Mama Mary got to his heart. So that was just a really, really big rose for me this week. So continue to pray for him, but super high so I think that's beautiful because so many like very devout Catholics have a hard time praying the rosary I mean I do I definitely struggle through that most days so the fact that he's praying that every day faithfully is wow such a big big mm. so good okay I think that's like a really beautiful segue into our bible verse that we've um chosen for our talk on testimony um it comes from first peter three um verse 15 says, always be ready to give an explanation to anyone who asks you for your reason, for your hope. And I think that we could follow with, so why give a testimony? And 
that could really be the answer to that. But there, there are more reasons why we give testimonies, right? Yeah. So I think one of the biggest reasons we give testimony is because we learn through people's stories and we are so drawn to stories. I don't mind sometimes sitting down and listening to some big lecture on the faith, but quite honestly, that can be very dry and boring and you can get lost super easily, especially if you're, you know, a type of person who likes to follow a story, which I think we all are, like people love stories. So testimony can be a super beautiful way to invite people into the church, but in an inviting way, because it's just your life story. It's nothing more than that. And so they can relate to it because they too are also living life. Exactly. I think sometimes the teachings and just different things about the church, although they're beautiful, it really is hard for people who don't necessarily have that relational aspect. And that testimony can really be that relational part of it that that allows them to connect in, in ways that like the teachings and whatnot might not always until you have that relationship, you know? And so having something tangible to relate to somebody, um, we share, yeah, we share common things in life. And so when you, when you have those moments, when you can share in sufferings, when you can share in joys with people and understand really where they're at, uh, that, that hits a heart a lot more. <laughs> yeah, it's also really beautiful to, once you listen to quite a few testimonies and you realize how we all have such very, very different stories, but we're all reaching the same goal or striving towards the holiness. And it's so cool, just like a really good like recognition of how we're all connected in some way working towards the Lord. I agree. It like shows you the beauty of like the fullness of the body of Christ when we're all interconnected and we all have our own little pieces and roles, but it does give you that glimpse of like, yeah, all of us connected together. But I guess how we've kind of learned throughout our time here in college, <laughs> reminiscing on closing things full circles, but we've definitely learned during our time here how to give a testimony uh, from various just different different missionaries and whatnot, but also going on mission trips. And we've all had plenty of opportunities to share our testimony over the years for sure. Uh, but there is kind of like a good outline when it comes to that, if you're like new to it, or even if you want maybe a little more structure to how you share it this is kind of like our go-to I would say especially if you're like if you're in a pinch I feel like everybody should always have like a five minute thing that they can be ready to tell somebody um in just in a moment's notice because you really never know when you're going to be sitting literally next to somebody on an airplane and or you're on next to somebody on a bus or literally on my modes of transportation <laughs> um, but literally in any encounter you might only have five minutes and so you really want to be able to say it in a longer time if you have it, but also in that condensed moment when you really just need to show somebody how the Lord has worked in your life. So I think some just super basic practicals, like a nice outline that you can follow if you're the type of person who likes that, is think about three times. So think about your life before Christ. So what was your life, life like before you fully gave it to him? What was your encounter? So what was that moment or maybe that season of life where the Lord is really chasing after your heart? And then what has your life looked like after saying yes? So before the yes, the yes, and after, uh, and carrying through those seasons and explaining them a little bit more in depth. Yes. And if you want a good example as to what this looks like, uh, Paul gives his testimony in Acts chapter 22, verses 6 through 21, and he literally takes you right through that. And so Paul over here literally is a man who is persecuting Christians and Catholics and like putting them to death. <laughs> he is like kind of the 
like total opposite of what a person who follows Jesus is doing at that time. Um, but in a moment, he, he, Jesus encounters him. Uh, and he shares about this encounter. So he shares about his life beforehand, saying, how the heck did I, this person who was literally persecuting people, encounter Jesus? I don't know, but he came to me, and this is how he encountered me. And then from there, he literally said, I could see nothing because of the brightness of that light. And from that point on, he talks about uh, just this crazy conversion of how his life changed after he met Christ, and then where he went from there, um, following his will, uh, baptizing and like helping people return to the faith, the same people that he had been first persecuting. And so his story and testimony is really, really beautifully portrayed in Acts. We encourage you to go and read it, but it's just wild because so many of us um, maybe don't have like a, we think anyway, like a wild conversion story or something like that. Paul had a, like a fall off his horse kind of moment. <laughs> um, literally, I think he fell off his horse. But <laughs> in the same way, all of us do have some part of that um, life before Christ, an encounter and a life after Christ. And maybe we're in different seasons uh, at different points of that. So wherever you're at with it. I once had a friend on a mission trip. I We were giving testimonies at this time on the mission trip. And I was talking to him and I was saying, I just don't feel like I have a testimony because I've never really anything dramatic happened in my life and he just looked at me and said this is your love story with Jesus how could it not be beautiful and that really hit my heart in such a profound way because he was absolutely right if it's if I'm telling my true honest walk with Jesus it's going to be beautiful and it's going to be impactful because Jesus doesn't work in small insignificant ways let us just take a moment of silence <laughs> that's so beautiful it was from Tarkon Aww. He was the sweetest fellow. We'll <laughs> <laughs> say that for a different podcast. <laughs> I hope he's listening. Oh, man. Okay, well, shall we? I guess we kind of talked about an outline, but shall we jump into some examples and share our own testimonies with you guys just so you can kind of get a feel for what we'd be putting down? Yeah, I got nervous. Like my heart rate is increasing by a million, I think. <laughs> Missionary, please take it away. <laughs> I know. And that's why I'm scared because I feel like some future student is listening right now and they're going to be like, this girl is lame as heck. And I'm like, you're right. <laughs> Love story with Jesus. How could it be as lame as heck? <laughs> I know. I know. See, that's what happens sometimes too is the um, Satan will try to like get in your mind and tell you it's not good, but you know what it is. You have to push on through, and that's what I'm going to do right now because I would love to share my story with Jesus with all of you. All right, here we go. <laughs> so I grew up in a Catholic family. We always went to mass every Sunday. I went to religious ed classes, all the things sort of, and I felt like I was living a very like I don't know Catholic family life. And to me, it was pretty much perfect. I mean, I didn't have to think about Jesus too much outside of church kind of got to do my own thing, but he was still an important part of my life, right? So that was all really good. And for a long time, that was more than enough for me. I, I don't know. Um, but I also remember as I was young, always hearing the words, Jesus loves you. And those words have stuck with me for a very long time, as I'm sure they have for everybody, but I never really knew what they meant. Um, I obviously knew what love was. I mean, my parents loved me. I loved them, but I did not understand the divine love of Jesus and how profoundly different it is and just like how much more it is than your love for your parents or your friends. But 
So here I am journeying through elementary school, middle school, high school, and I do have some deeper moments with Jesus that he really allowed me to hold on to and cling to. And I think he gave me those because as I entered my last few years of high school is really when I entered a storm in my life, I would say. Um, I started just having a lot of self-doubt, a lot of um, disbelief that I am worthy of love, and just a lot of, I don't know, lack of confidence, really, I guess I would call it. And a lot of that came from um, friendships that I had at the time that just weren't super healthy. So these friends were telling me the opposite things of what Jesus was telling me. They were telling me that I wasn't worthy of love or that my time wasn't valuable or that I wasn't significant. And they maybe didn't say those words exactly to me, but through their actions, that's really what I felt they were saying. And so that started to seep into my relationship with God. And I started believing those things about myself that I wasn't even really worthy of love from my father. But Luckily, in a moment of kind of like last despair almost, I um, just prayed a very sincere prayer of Jesus. I want more, and I think that there is more. Um, so give it to me in college. And so I prayed that my whole senior year and the summer before leaving to school. And the Lord really came through on that in excess. He, the first, my like second day of school, I met Allie. And then from there, it just went on and I kept meeting more and more and more girls who told me that I was worthy of love, that I was, the father would never stop loving me and that they were going to show me that love in authentic ways. And through that love and through that authentic friendship, I really came back um, to enter life with Christ more fully and to accept his love. And now, because I know of that great love, I want to spread that um, to everybody. And I think that's why it was so on my heart to join focus and to yeah live that mission because it changed my life being encountered with that radical love and so now I'm hoping to get to do that with someone else and that's my story in a nutshell <laughs> wow uh, this is the thing I love about testimonies because the beauty of it is is we can plan and we can prepare it as like you know what I mean like you can write it all out but like the Lord is always going to reveal something else within it that maybe we don't plan for because mm -hmm. he knows the audience and he knows what they need to hear. Um, and he knows like how he wants to touch other people's hearts. Um, so thanks for touching our hearts, Taylor. Of course, my heart is beating very fast. So <laughs> I hope that was good. Beautiful. And so <laughs> thank you for putting your heart under such strain. <laughs> of course, anytime. I would love to hear one of your guys' testimonies, though. Okay, um, I will share mine because I'm actually going to have to share mine at a confirmation retreat this weekend. <laughs> this is a good practice. Oh, exciting. Okay, so, um, okay. So I would say that I was also born and raised in a Catholic family, um, and I'm like Taylor, just very grateful that my parents kept us in religious education, brought us to church every Sunday. Uh, my grandma was just a very huge part of my life and I saw the devotion and the love of that woman. And so that also just helped. Like I had a very strong support system behind me in that. Uh, so I feel like I did all the right things and checked the right boxes, if that makes sense. Um, I led some religious classes, like as a teacher throughout high school. I was very blessed with uh, good friends throughout high school as well that continued to bring me to the faith um, and that I 
could talk about the faith with and we would go on retreats together and all of that. Um, and so my knowledge of the faith and my love for Jesus, I think was always just like very strong and present. Uh, and so when I <laughs> got to college, I was a little bit skeptical that I was going to find good faith-filled friends because I was like, I guess it's either college or high school. I can't have it in both. Um, <laughs> I was also very wrong on that because like Taylor said, we found each other on the second day. Uh, and then we started that Bible study that we just ended. Um, okay, I'm going to try not to cry, <laughs> but uh, the Lord provided in abundance uh, in very beautiful ways. And so I was able to get involved in a Bible study, go on a few mission trips um, and just really get involved on the campus life. Uh, and so the Lord just kind of always had me surrounded in these really holy faith-filled friendships. Um, and so you might think like, oh, she's got it all set. But I, looking back at all of those moments, I had a very good like knowledge. And like I said, I was kind of a perfectionist. And so um, for me, like checking the right boxes and doing the right things was like a very practical thing. But as I recognized it, it was all just very surface level, if that makes sense. Um, there was this retreat though that happened around my sophomore year that I went to in the diocese um, and I didn't really know what it was about but it was called Unbound and when we got there <laughs> I agreed to just go because I was like sure I'm free that weekend um, we got there and I'm like we are bringing the median age down by about 50 years here <laughs> because we were like the youngest people there um, so I didn't really know what we were going to get out of the weekend but I was, I was there, the Lord, I was like, you can do what you want to um, heal some things in my heart. And so as we were there, um, the Lord encountered me in a very beautiful way. And like a, the depth of his love is what he wanted to show me. I had very much been on the surface level and he wanted to take it down a few levels. And so while we were there, he took it down into some places that I don't think, um, I really wanted him nor anybody else to see. He brought me to some wounded places in my life, um, but in a very, very gentle way. And as I was sitting there in prayer, I was like, Lord, <laughs> I don't want to go back to these places. Like these places bring a lot of pain, a lot of sorrow, um, like my parents divorced, just different friendships, different like different wounds that have happened throughout my life. Um, like I felt so unseen and so unloved and just like, that's where all of my pain came from. Um, and he's like, I know, and I want to go there with you. Um, and so he went there with me. And I remember just even vividly, like right after my parents told me about their divorce, sitting like hugging my siblings, um, trying to like take all this courage and everything into like my little 13 year old self could muster to like be there for my siblings and I was like Jesus that was like the worst moment of my life and he's like I know and I see you and I love you there and so we sat and we just walked through all of these places of my life that I had felt like so abandoned and unseen and unloved and he just stood with me in each of those moments and saw me and loved me in each of those um and so this just the outpouring of his love and the depths of it um, were very, very profound and real in those moments. And afterwards, I had a very, very beautiful um, moment in adoration with him, um, where he just filled, filled me so deeply, um, to the sense where I almost literally felt paralyzed. And within that, he literally um, showed me his wounds. And he said, I too have wounds, um, but they're glorified on the cross. And so ever since then, I feel like he's just been a divine physician um, who has really been healing these wounded parts of my life so that I can encounter the true love and intimacy that he desires for me. And little by little, I think he's also helping me do that so that I can 
so that I can love others well, but so that I can also help them encounter the intimacy and the love that he has for them. Um, and I'm able to do that more when I'm healed myself. And so that's kind of, I guess, where we're going. And we're definitely still <laughs> on that journey and healing process. But uh, the name of a divine physician has just really been one that has been resonating in my life um, as I have continued throughout college and whatnot. So I'm excited to see where he takes me. Also loved how you ended that, Allie, because it's so good. Our testimonies are never finished. They're never finished until they're finished, which is when we die. So it's constantly changing and growing and getting even better if we allow it to. You're right, girl. So that's beautiful. Thank you. All right, Haley, okay. you up, dog. All right, so I was also uh, born in a Catholic family, went to Mass on Sundays, and that happened all the way up until now. I grew up in a really great Catholic family, and I love them so much, uh, but I really encountered the Lord, I think, in high school. I went on some mission trips uh, locally throughout the parish, and I got to meet a bunch of different uh, teenagers and high schoolers from around our area, along with all of these young adults who are from our area as well on these uh, week-long mission trips. And I think that's where I encountered the Lord the first time was through all these really joyful people because growing up in a small town, you stay in your bubble. You don't really go out very much unless it is to play a different sports team. But even then you're competitors. You're not really trying to make friends at that point. And it was the joy that radiated from the young adults who volunteered a week out of their summer uh, that really was like, okay, what do they have that I am missing? And there's something about them that I really want. And where does their laughter and their joy come from? And so throughout the week, we would serve in uh, just different parish homes and like different community members and like pull weeds and just talk to different people. And at the end of the night, we would pray a rosary. And then there's one night in adoration where we would pray. And I just remember looking at the Eucharist and the Lord was looking right back at me saying, really, you're right here and I love you and I see you and everything that you've learned in um your classes is true and how much deep my love is for you and that was one of the moments there was kind of a turning point where I was like okay Lord I want to spend as much time with you and pray that way I can try to get this joy that these people are going but with any mountaintop experience there's always that lull afterwards so I continue going these mission trips in high school and every time I would feel isolated when I went back home because I no longer had that community of people who were trying to reach that same goal and so I remember that last uh, mission trip I went on, I was like, Lord, please bring me some solid Catholic friends that can help me grow in holiness and grow into the person that you need me to be. Because you are the same, the five people you're around, you're kind of a combination of all of them together. And I just wanted a solid group of friends that we can just walk together towards the Lord. And so freshman year of college, I wanted to yeah obviously go to college and I joined a bible study and that was where I met some of my best friends ever and they truly like met me where I am and walked with me and it's so beautiful now because our uh, testimonies are so similar because of this experience of walking with people but there's something about uh, just a community of women learning and growing together about the Lord's word and it all started with from asking boldly and specific in high school and praying for those people and remembering that the Lord is faithful because I thought that those people didn't exist. <laughs> and so I just felt very alone and isolated. And it's funny because I would uh, consider that like my uh, encounter with the Lord, 
but I often think of my testimony as kind of a roller coaster because there's always those times when you doubt and you have to go back to the Lord's truth. And I had many different encounters with the Lord where I just felt so at peace and I would read a scripture and know that his words are true and would just sit and to pray and to know that he's good, faithful, and true and everything that he said is true. But then there's times where the devil gets in your mind and he makes you doubt and he makes you feel alone and isolated. And that's where I think I was tempted the most uh, to forget the Lord's goodness and to forget that he loves me. And so that's something I'm still even praying with now is still sometimes I used to highlight in my journal the times where I'd encounter the Lord and remember his faithfulness and his goodness. And I would sit sometimes in adoration and the Lord would help me like guide through all like the joyful moments in my life. And just all the times where I felt the most happiness and peace and with all the people that I love to be with and how he's never left me abandoned. And so that's been something I've been praying with now, even is just going back to the scripture passages of remembering what's true and good and then blocking out everything else that the devil tries to put in your brain. <laughs> and so, yeah, I'm just trying to strive towards holiness with the people I'm around. Dang. I also really loved yours, Haley, because you reminded us of how we're constantly having these conversions all throughout our lives and so like those falling off the horse moments happen all the time and we're reconvicted and that changes our testimony over and over again um and yeah yes i even heard once that you need to be have a mini conversion every morning you know you can't start this day halfway you have to be reconvinced that this is the truth because sometimes it can be hard to fully believe it and live it but we have to every day yeah i love that so much goodness I know. Ah, <laughs> and also just know when you're giving your testimony, or even right before. I don't know if you guys feel this, but I always feel like this extreme, like uh, I like fear almost of like I can't say this, or like I'm not good enough, or I'm going to forget everything, or my mind goes blank. And I feel like that is like an attack of the devil every single time because he doesn't want us to share the good news, which is Jesus, and that's like what brings other people like life and light <laughs> so if you ever feel just very nervous or like scared to give your testimony you should probably just give it because otherwise you're letting him win so true before i gave my testimony a few like months ago i was feeling super nervous like that and i was sitting in the adoration chapel because this was like a planned testimony that i had to give and I literally looked at Jesus and I said Jesus I need you to drop kick the devil out of my brain <laughs> And it was wonderful. Yeah, I'm sure it was. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. Um, some other practicals aside from drop kicking the devil. Um, when you're actually, if you haven't thought about your testimony, or even if you, this is like a good practice for us to do all the time. Um, take it to prayer. Prayerfully, just like begin by asking the Lord um, and sitting with whatever He wants to reveal about Himself and about you throughout your testimony. Um, so like even doing it in adoration or in front of the blessed sacrament is just a really good idea to take it to prayer mm -hmm. he'll reveal things because this is your life but sometimes it's easy to forget but he'll he'll make you know what you what he wants you to say yeah and it might take a while so your testimony isn't probably going to sound perfect on the first time it might take a few times of sitting with the lord and that's okay don't feel like you need to get this right away because in case you couldn't tell Allie, haley's and i's have been pre-rehearsed so that means we probably have prayed with it for quite some time so don't feel like it needs to be perfect right away <laughs> Only ours probably weren't even you know quote unquote perfect oh, um 
Yeah. Um, journaling the journey, as I like to say. So write it down. Um, make like a little roadmap of things of if you need to like block it out of like what was your life like before your encounter and then after you like kind of roadmap it out, then that kind of helps from it not getting like too lengthy or wordy and you know like kind of where you're going. So a nice little roadmap of sorts is <laughs> nice too. This was delightful. <laughs> I really hope you guys enjoyed this as much as we did. Um, thank you for hanging out and chatting along with us. All right, I think we can close it in prayer. Taylor, you wanna take it away? Yes, ma'am. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Come Holy Spirit, teach us how to pray. Remind us of your goodness and your faithful love to us. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much for this time tonight set aside for Allie, Haley, and I just to sit down and chat, to chat about testimonies and to chat about all the ways that you have been at work in our lives. We know that you are always working. You are always doing something new in our hearts. And that's worth celebrating. That's worth sharing. We thank you so much for giving us the gift of words to be able to share how you work in us with others. We ask that this week, if we, if we feel movement in our heart to share our story with someone else, that we would be bold, that we'd be courageous, and that we would share it. That as we share it, we are unafraid. Or maybe Jesus, you're just asking us this week to sit down with you to learn a little bit more about ourselves, to learn more about our journey. Whatever you're moving in our heart this week, Lord, help us to be open to it. Help us to take it and to use it to glorify you. We know that you are good. We know that you are going to work good things with our life. And we thank you for all of these things. Lord Jesus, I just ask that you be with us as we continue venturing through the rest of our day. We love you so much. And we ask all these things in your most holy and precious name. Amen. All right, everybody. Have a beautiful, blessed rest of your day. We'll catch you on the flip side. Bye. Bye. I think another really important thing is just simply practicing with a friend. So a friend that you trust, um, that can just be really good because it can help build your confidence. And also they can maybe give you some pointers on maybe you should expand more on this or whatever. You know, they might see something that you don't. Mm -hmm. Very true. And then just opening your testimony in prayer or even mentally like calling upon the Holy Spirit when you're giving the testimony. Yes. And always just being open to um, literally, like Taylor said, each day, not being afraid to shy away. If you like kind of feel yourself being like, hmm, I wonder if I should share a little bit about this with somebody right now. Like, let's say you're just having a new conversation with somebody and you feel like a little inkling, but you're like, eh, I don't know, maybe that's awkward. Just do it. Don't be afraid. That's probably the Holy Spirit telling you that you should probably say something. So um, as long as you like put in the work in the prayer um, to prepare this, don't be afraid to share that with people you encounter because it's your story. It's not something that they can make fun of. Otherwise, they're probably a pretty mean person. So just don't be afraid. Um, they're going to love hearing it. Thank you so much for walking with us today. We hope that you can encounter the gardener of your soul this week. If you haven't already, give us a follow on Instagram at Living in the Garden Podcast and tune in with us next week. Until then, peace out.